Yeah! All right, so before we get to my uh, big announcement, which is going to come up in about uh, just a couple of seconds here, the Dodgers apparently are signing Cole Hamels. A little bit of breaking news for you right there. Yes, that Cole Hamels. Maybe the – did Rob Polinka get put in charge of the, the, the Dodgers for a minute and, and decide to go old school? How old is Cole Hamels? Uh, he's 37, but that's not the part that concerned Cole Hamels has pitched two innings – or excuse me, three innings in the last two seasons total. So he's fresh. Yeah, <laughs> he's his arm go. is ready to go. <laughs> his arm is ready to go. Can I? Okay, I I really hope this isn't right. But my feeling is, like, because you look at it, you're like, why? Why would you bring this guy in? Why do don't you need say this what guy? I think you're kind of saying? Go ahead, because I didn't. I mean, said it. What are you thinking? Well, I, I'm thinking initially by saying that maybe Kershaw will be gone for longer than you think. Uh huh. That's exact. That was my first thought. Like, why are they doing this? And it's oh, maybe they're doing this because they're worried that Kershaw may not be ready to go when they need him to go. That was my first because the trade deadline's passed. You can't make deals. You got to go find somebody that's yeah. kind of on the street, for lack of a better word. And like that, that's not a joke. Cole Hamels has thrown three point one innings in the last two seasons. Of me, he's not on a roster right now. He only pitched three innings last year. So you know, go figure. Hopefully, well, Kershaw's been out, out for about a month now. So yeah. I, I think right around a month. So, All right. Travis Slee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Are you ready, Al? What do you got? You have my attention for about another hour. And I'm coming to work tomorrow. But I, I have already kind of morphed into pre-vacation mode. I have already kind of decided. You know, like when you got a trip coming up that you're excited about and you start thinking about it and you start thinking, okay, I can leave here, I can leave there. Yeah. I My, my brain is about one hour away from fully transitioning into vacation okay. mode. So you're on your own tomorrow. I'll be here, but you need to do everything. So you're going to be – when do you actually go on vacation? Well, Friday? Le- I am getting on an airplane right okay. after the show tomorrow. I right have after the show tomorrow. I have a 1 o'clock flight after the okay. show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I am heading up to the Bay Area for a couple of days. I have a uh, golf tournament with some friends that we do every year that we did not get to do last year because it was vitted out. Yep. Um, so we're going to go. We're, we're doing it this year. Cannot wait. Then I fly home, yeah. grab my family on Saturday, and then we're going to fly to our family vacation starting that weekend for the entire upcoming week. So, okay. yeah, you, you, you have me here. for about yeah. another hour. Here's what – I need you to play to the end of the game, okay? I need you – I'm not a team player. We can't be all. in the fourth quarter with six minutes left, and all of a sudden you're complaining about how, you know what, my shoulder's starting to hurt a little bit, and you want to sit on the sidelines. Can't have that. I'm not that guy. I can't you have know what that. I am? I'm Nick Van Exel or Cedric Zabalos. I think it was Cedric Zabalos. One, two, three, Cancun. I'm that guy. I've already got one foot out yeah, the door. Yeah, but the way the way it sounds like you're doing one, two, three, Cancun, and we're still in game five of the playoffs. There's still It's three, two is a series. <laughs> That's a that's a YP. Uh, Can I'm you fine. wait? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be enjoying myself. Which brings us to the last one before we get to the Lakers and their roster. Uh, this comes from G Fish. Wait, the last wait, the last what? <laughs> the last ask sleep. I I don't understand the thought process here. What do you mean? It's supposed to be till nine forty five, uh-huh. and then it's done, right? Yeah, we don't get we don't. What get is long. when had when did we get it to a tradition of letting it leak in and we do overtime bonus? <laughs> Because now I feel like I feel like there's all. It, I almost feel like you use the commercial break to now just kind of cipher through and see. Okay, well I got one left. Which one am I doing? When did that start? That's exactly what I do, <laughs> and that's what I've been doing from the beginning of our our show together. Which brings us to this tweet from Gfish Twenty One. <laughs> Al, what are the odds of Ask Slee happening next week? Less than zero? It's a great question. Emily, you need to make sure that, there we go. that Ask listen, Slee listen, gets done. Trav, all of a sudden he was I'm going gone. on vacation in one hour, and now he wants to hold a, a power meeting at noon today to talk yeah. about this. He's I'm going to request that Travis just calls in at 9.45 every day from the golf course being like, oh, right, you guys thought I wasn't going to do it. I might. I might do that. That's uh, that's a pretty good idea. You're going to have some I, time because do it. What day are, were you supposed to go uh, – were you supposed to go uh, zip lining? Well, zip lining. What day were you supposed to go? Uh, that would be Is that Tuesday. a Monday, Wednesday, or a Friday? <laughs> it's a Tuesday, so you're yeah. out of luck. 
I'm doing. I, I've got. I've got the the zip lining date covered. Calls in for bunch of fun. So that's the better is. question is when you leave. How are we going to add? I, you know what we're going to do? We're just still going to do Astley, and I'm just going to answer them for you. I'm just. Gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to channel Alan Sliwa, oh, and I'll say, awesome. well, this is what Slee would have said, and we'll yeah. do it. We'll do it like that. All right. Lakers have Carmelo Anthony. The Lakers mm-hmm. have Malik Monk. They have Kendrick Nunn. They re-signed THT. Uh, I put put it to you this way, Al. I like this team more today than I did after the Westbrook trade because I'm starting to see all the pieces snap together. I still don't think that I'm not as 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 enthusiastic about this as a lot of Laker fans are because the age of the collective team really kind of scares me. But I do like the pieces that they've added. They've added some shooting. They've added some depth. They've added more veteran experience in a guy like Carmelo Anthony. I generally speaking like what they did yesterday. I didn't worry too much about, you know, once the trade went down for Russell Westbrook and there were a lot of questions and then, you know, let's not forget Alex Caruso no longer a part of the team as well. He signs with Chicago. I, I was okay, let the dust settle here. I mean, it's not like the Lakers are not going to go out and try to find some of the pieces that they want. Obviously, incredibly top-heavy. You, you have an all-star in Russell Westbrook. You have a superstar in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So, I knew they were going to go out and try to find the right pieces. The, the, the pieces that I like, Wayne Ellington, I think, is going to be a good fit for the Lakers. Baysmore, I think, will be a good fit for the Lakers. Uh, I'm just going to kind of use these other these last couple of guys, Kendrick Nunn, I was surprised would yeah just be available. Nice player, only 26 years old. Um, They went out and got guys that four of those guys can shoot the ball over 40% from three. Okay, so that that should address some of that three-point shooting, which was a concern with the Lakers. Mm -hmm. They still have other roster, roster spots available. The one thing I'll say about this for all those that were, you know, cracking jokes yesterday, and I know you were as well, saying that this is an awesome 2012 team. Um, I, I think the the one thing that I'll hesitate with is Carmelo is old, Dwight is old, um, Marcus Saul is towards the end of his career, Trevor Ariza is old. These are all players you left, that you left one out. I left one out, and I left it out on purpose. Okay, these are all players that. Um, you know, it, it's safe to say they're at the end of their career. Okay. None of those players you're going to be dependent on on a night-in, night-out basis. What I'm referring to there is it's not on their shoulders, right? Like Carmelo, if Carmelo comes in a game and he gives you 10 points, you're like, okay, that's a good game for Carmelo. Sure. Go back to the bench. You played your 15 minutes. Sure. I think that's going to happen with Dwight. I think that's going to happen with Trevor Ariza. The key, Trav, is this. LeBron's in his 19th season. Anthony Davis is 28 years old. And Russell Westbrook's not old. 32 years old is not old in the NBA. We're watching what some of these other guys are doing. I agree. The key pieces are there. If if LeBron had a significant drop-off last season, then I would be more of having the conversation of I'm really worried about LeBron James. I think the one thing that they did to address LeBron's age, they went out and got another playmaker. They got another ball handler. So I think that's going to obviously be able to help the Lakers because you're not going to have to put everything on LeBron. Go run the offense. Go do this. Go do that. So the key players, I don't, I'm not as concerned age-wise. Yes, there are veterans on this team that, no question about it, that average median age completely goes up because some of the Third role players that they NBA brought. History. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're 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 not just old; they're exceptionally old. Do Do you agree that the players that I mentioned that are old, they're not going to have roles where I think you have this. Oh my gosh, we're depending on this player, and that's that's my only hesitation that I, I put. If the Lakers, you know, if there were five guys over thirty-five, and you had to, de- those were your best players, and that was it, I think that would be a different story. You no, know, I, I I get it, and and I don't disagree with what you're saying. I, I I think the age is a part of it. I don't think it's the it; it's part of it, and their age being. To your point, other than LeBron James, you're not asking a ton of these guys to do a ton of heavy lifting night in and night out. And while I'm optimistic that LeBron will be fine, while I'm optimistic that his injury last season is kind of a one-off, because, again, this was not a he just pulled up for a jumper and his Achilles snapped. He got run into, right? This was a contact injury, which is A freak accident, but it wasn't him on a layup on his own, right? Contact injuries are better than, hey, sure. I just went to go jump. Somebody and, caused that. It wasn't right. your body that was, you know, that gave up on you. 
That being said, despite all the investment that that LeBron has put into his body, yeah. and despite yeah. his diligence in in his own health, he mm-hmm. is going into his nineteenth season. And once injuries start to happen, especially at that age, yep. they tend to start happening more frequently. Mm-hmm. The best case for for LeBron to be this player into his twentieth season, twenty second season, however long he wants to go, and really there is no end in sight, was if that he stayed perfectly healthy. Because once they start to happen. They tend to keep happening. That's that's part. Of it. And again, because it was a contact injury, I'm willing to say, okay, let's see and find out. All of the other older players, if one or two of them misfire because of injuries or age, then it's now your margin gets a little bit smaller. And then the other bigger part of this for me, Al, is more often than not, not always, but more often than not, when you start to say, give me this guy that was good a long time ago. Give me that guy that was good a long time ago. Give me this piece that was an all-star over here but never really – and you just try to slam them all together, they don't typically work very well. The, 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 the sum is not greater than the parts. That The parts themselves individually – Russell Westbrook, great player. Russell Westbrook with this, I don't know. Carmelo Anthony – Hall of Fame player, Carmelo Anthony, I, I feel better about it, but the fact of the matter is, I don't know. This reminds me a lot of when, remember when Vince Young went to the Eagles? He's like, oh, we got a dream team here. They missed the yep. playoffs. Mm-hmm. When the Washington football team, a million, they go out and they get Bruce Smith, and they get Deion Sanders, they go get a bunch of big names. They were terrible. And, and I get it. Basketball and football aren't exactly the same, but we've seen the Gary Payton and Carl Malone come over. Now that team made the finals, but it, was, it wasn't this, oh, they're just going to steamroll through it. Dwight Howard. And Steve Nash and Pau Gasol and Kobe. It just these are four great names. Pieces didn't fit great together. There were injury concerns. It doesn't work as often as it does when you just slam all stars together. And that's my biggest concern. I want to throw a question your way because, listen, if if your argument about LeBron James, I don't care about the other players. When I say Dwight's going to give you, there's going to be a game where Dwight. Dwight gives you 15 minutes, and that's all you need from him. Then there's going to be a game where they don't use Dwight Howard. That's not mm-hmm. uncommon. That happened two years ago when the Lakers sure. were winning that championship. And I, see, I think you'll see some of this with Carmelo, Trevor Ariza, some of these other older players. But the question I'd have for you is the way you're talking about LeBron and your concern with LeBron, that's not a question necessarily of the roster. That's a question of does this superstar, what, what does he have left? That's an okay question to have because I don't have an answer to it. I do know that before he had that injury last year, he was one of a few players that you were talking about, most valuable player in the league. I was going to say, I'm not concerned about his gas tank being empty. That's not my concern is not that for the reason that you just said. That he he not only was on the short, he he might have been the MVP last year. Mm -hmm. Whether he'd want to win it, we'll never know. But he was right there. LeBron James is such a gifted player. Mm -hmm. He's such an intelligent player that I don't think that his skill set will ever get to the point where he's just a guy. He's too good. He he could he really you know Jordan was making that thing when he turned fifty. He's like, I think I could come in and I forget what it was. I could score fifteen points. Trapped three years from now he could be leading the league in assists. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm saying. I'm saying he'll find a way to be I, effective on I a couldn't full couldn't agree right. more. I, mm-hmm. but only if he can play. Mm-hmm. It, it's not going to be – he's one of those guys. There are baseball players you hear about, oh, he could roll out of bed and hit 300. Well, there are guys like that, and I think that LeBron is one of those guys that as long as his body stays together, I think he's going to be a good player for a really long time. The question is, he's going into year 19. NBA players don't play 20 seasons very often, and when they do, by the time they get to this point in the run, it's usually significantly different than it was through the first 10 years, 12 years, 15 years. So this is what I would take away from that. The question then probably is better, are the Lakers better off with the roster that they had last season or this new roster that they just put together? Because the roster that they just put together falls more along the line of the 2019-2020 season. Rajon Rondo a little bit later in his career, Danny Green, some of these other players that you know are veterans, obviously been in the league for a while, and then you mixed in some young pieces. We just spent an entire offseason, I did at least, talking about how I don't want to see the same the same team come back, and I don't want to see the same young players be a part of the roster because they just don't have that championship experience. Go out and get veterans, guys that have done it before. So if, if your argument is you like what the Lakers did the last couple of days, but you're not crazy about the roster as a whole, is that is that safe to say? Yeah. Did you like their roster more a year ago than today? 
No, I like this one a little bit better, I think. But, but, but I'm a little biased because I got to see what I saw last year, and I have a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. But even, what you, but even what you saw last year is not even fair because we don't know if Anthony Davis was healthy if they're getting to the NBA Finals and losing in the Finals or winning a championship. All we know is that at the end of the day, all we know is just kind of paying attention to what the Lakers had last season. Um, there is... I like this roster better than last season's. Last year's failed, but we didn't get to see it fail in the playoffs because they were healthy. We saw it fail in the playoffs because it was unhealthy. Let's get some Laker fans in on that. 877-710-ESPN. This year's roster, what they put together so far, what you've seen in the past, which of those two do you like better? And, Slee, there is making a debut, and there's making this debut for Max Scherzer. We'll get into it next. It's Travis and Slee, 710-ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. It, it, the Lakers did what they needed to do, right, Slee? The Lake, look, whether we like the moves or not, and you, wait, you're no, more wait, bullish wait, wait, on yeah. them than I am. Yeah, yeah, slow down for a second there. Whether you like the moves or not. Right, I don't. I don't like – well, I don't like the Westbrook. I like what they did yesterday. I, I still think that the Russell Westbrook thing is a disaster waiting to happen, but we'll see. But they changed it, right? They, and they went for it. I would love to be wrong about it. I would love for Russell can, can Westbrook I, to be an yep. all-star all over again, mm-hmm. but they went for it, man. L- let, me, let me ask you a question. Who is the biggest threat to the Lakers in the Western Conference? Because I, I think this is going to help kind of gauge your thoughts on Westbrook. I think Westbrook's going to work for the Lakers. I think he's one of the most disrespected players in the league for somebody that does what he does on a night-in-night-out basis. But let me put that to the side for a second. Who is the biggest threat to the Lakers in the Western Conference? Who are you worried about in the Western Conference? Lakers are healthy. Who are you worried I, about? I know what you're doing because you, you're going to say none of these teams were you. The Phoenix Suns were in the finals. Okay. The Denver Nuggets didn't have their guys. The Utah Jazz didn't have the guys. The Lakers didn't have the guys. The Clippers didn't have the guys. So I'm just asking you, the question. Who, who, is your, who is your threat? Who do you – but based on what you know, you're right. We don't know because we haven't seen the Lakers play together. So like you said, it could be it – could, it could go down in flames or it could be an unbelievable season. We, we're not 100% sure yet. So I'm just asking based as the, as the dust is starting to settle a little bit. You know DeMar DeRozan picked a team in the Eastern Conference, so that's not going to affect the West. There's Things are kind of starting to settle a little bit. Who is the threat to the – if the Lakers, the team that they have right now, play the Utah Jazz in a seven-game mm-hmm. set, are you worried uh, about the Utah Jazz? I'm worried about anybody with Russell Westbrook on the team. All of them. I don't think he's going to work. Couldn't, we couldn't be on two separate pages. I, I, I don't know if there's anybody – look, I got LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I got a chance to beat anybody. I, I want I want to know how everybody's feeling when Russell goes four for twenty four yep. and LeBron's standing there looking at him like really we're doing yep. this again and That's then I want to know how everybody feels when Westbrook puts up twenty five with eleven assists and fourteen rebounds if you're gonna if you're gonna have the <laughs> look, same look, argument here, here's the thing if he yeah. does that what is LeBron doing for him, because for him to do what you just described but he's gonna have the ball in his hands all we're, we're, night long weren't you just saying that one of your concerns with LeBron was the age. One uh-huh. of the concerns was he's going into his 19th LeBron's season. Not gonna, LeBron's not going to load manage. LeBron's not going to. I'm not, I'm not talking rolls. about load manage, but there's a way that you can play in games where not everything is on your shoulders in every single possession, and that's how it's been with LeBron. There, there are times, Trav, the dude would go try to take a breather for four minutes. We went from up eight to down four. <laughs> yeah, well, now you He'd have to do everything. Up eight to down 14 because Russ goes 0 for 7. And no one else gets a shot. Okay, okay. <laughs> one, one of your concerns was shooters. They went and addressed some of that. One of your concerns was, do you have the right players around some of these pieces that the Lakers have? You, you, just, you just said you liked what the Lakers done the last couple of days, which obviously addressed the shooting, getting some veterans, kind of trying to find a mix. And I'm not going to sit here and make an argument that 
I thought it was comical yesterday that the Lakers got Carmelo and Twitter went off as if the Lakers just traded for Luka, right? Like, it was comical to see that. So I'm not – nobody's putting stock into Carmelo Anthony. But I, I, I find the – you got different pieces, you found shooters, you got veterans – and if Russell Westbrook's the third best player on your team, I'm excited about the upcoming season. You have every right to say that you feel a certain way, and I think uh, I think Laker fans can express their opinion. I know there's a lot of Laker fans that want to give their thoughts. All right, let's go to Chino. We're going to start with Gilbert. Gilbert, you are on with Travis and Slee. What's going on, Gilbert? Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, how you guys doing today, uh, Travis and uh, Sliwa? How you guys doing? Doing good, buddy. Thanks for calling in. What do you got? Uh, well, I just wanted to chime in on the, I, I think it was the question of the difference from last year's roster to this year's roster. Um, I'm excited with the new additions for this uh, upcoming roster. Um, I think it's a little bit unfair, just like Sliwa said, to uh, discredit last year's roster, you know, given, given um, that AD was hurt and then LeBron also getting hurt. Um, I do I do disagree with Travis on the Westbrook trade. I think he's going to bring what LA has been wanting for in a point guard, someone that's just going to just uh, display athleticism all around the board, uh, average a triple double. Um, last year, also too, um, you know they they try to surround LeBron with shooting, um, but this year they actually got legit shooters. And I like the mix with the uh, veteran leadership and with the young guys of uh, Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn. So look out for those guys along with THT. I feel like THT might have a breakout year this year, guys. Appreciate you calling yeah. in. Thanks for calling Thanks, in, buddy. Gil. Appreciate it. No, he brings up a lot of good points. And, and I want to get back to what Gil was saying, but I just noticed this on the uh, rundown. We're going straight to this. Flea in L.A. Like, flea, flea? Like, from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, flea? We know he's a huge Laker fan. Is this you? That's me. All yes. right. Yes, that's what we're talking about. What's going on, Flea? You know, well, I'm driving up the highway listening to you guys, and I thought it was important for me to call in and express my unabashed and wholehearted enthusiasm for this Laker lineup, and I cannot believe the dismissiveness, Travis, with which you're treating Russell Westbrook. <laughs> this is absurd, ridiculous, outlandish, and you should be taken out into a public square and humiliated. This is ridiculous. What an exciting Laker team this is. Russell Westbrook is a killer. He's a madman. He's an athlete. And this is a perfect situation for him. If you're looking at what happened when they paired him with Chris Paul or when they paired him with Harden on these teams, it was just, you know, those were not good fits. You don't have two point guards on the same team that both need the ball. This is, this is putting him with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and it's a guy who is coming into a time in his career where he needs to prove himself. It's the perfect fit for him. It's the perfect fit, fit for Lakers. It's the perfect tandem to LeBron. And it's just like, it's ideal. And we got great shooters, much better shooting than we had last year. I will admit that the perimeter defense and the, and the, and the rebounding might have come down a little bit. But what we've added with all of these pieces and the old guys, like all of the old guys, this is the ideal situation for them to come in and be role players at the end of their career with their wisdom. Phil Jackson always said, you don't go to war with kids, you go to war with grown-ups. And these guys are grown-ups and they're wise and their age and wisdom will serve us. Flea, drop about the, that? Just drop the mic, Flea. <laughs> drop your phone. If you have to drop your phone, drop your phone. Uh, don't drop it out of the car. Flea, when there's 20,000 Laker fans at Staples Center going crazy because Russell Westbrook continues to play good basketball and the place is going nuts, I know you have a, a, a lot of things going on in your mind, but think of Trav for a quick second <laughs> and how he feels in that moment. So if you can save that space for when that happens during the season. Yeah, well, I'm just joking about the humiliation, of course. But I really, I mean, this feel team like is it. so exciting. <laughs> What's that? I said it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> when, I'll put it to you this way. I'll put it to you this way. When I woke up this morning, I didn't think that yeah. Flea would be yelling at me on the radio. That's not what I thought was going to happen when I stepped out of bed this morning. I'm, I'm kind of happy that it well, did. This, this goes right yeah. to the top of the list of my favorite days ever. But this was not what I was well, expecting. Well, I got to admit, it is kind of fun to do it. Um, you know, <laughs> sports is the best place to act like a two-year-old, and I, I embrace that philosophy. But I just, man, I really like Westbrook. 
I it know should he's be fun. not a good perimeter shooter, but he makes up for it in so many different ways. And he was in well, how many years was he in Oklahoma? Eight years? Sounds right. Yeah, eight years? But maybe eight or nine years, something, something like that. Like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, so he had two years with two teams that didn't work out and they weren't the right fit for him. And he is a particular kind of player. But this really is the perfect fit. So and let me, let, he's let me only ask you this real quick. Like you can't, you can't put him into the ancient category. No, no, no. I don't think, I don't Kareem think it's Abdul a physical Jabbar. problem with him. I, I don't think that that Russ's age is is an issue at all. That that my objection to him has nothing to do with his age or his physical abilities. I think he's a great player. Mine is all about fit. And you, you said this a second ago that. He, that you don't put Russell Westbrook on the team that's got a guy like Chris Paul. It's another point guard that has the ball in his hands the whole time. Isn't that LeBron? I mean, LeBron is a point guard, even if not by, by title. He is by play, and he has the ball in his hands the whole time. I don't see the disconnect. Yeah, LeBron doesn't need the ball in his hands all, the whole time, and he knows that. And uh, Russell Westbrook has never played, ever, with a leader like LeBron, I mean, he's the best leader in the NBA, and I don't, I don't think there's anyone else that, that like sees the bigger picture and also sees the micro picture more than LeBron. And it's exactly what Westbrook needs, and he respects LeBron. He defers to LeBron, and I just, you know, I've always thought that, you know, Russell Westbrook's always been an enemy because he's always been on a different team, but I've always admired him and the intensity. And the intelligence to which which he brings to the game, you know, I know that it has scared other players off, but it's never because he doesn't have a huge heart full of love. It's because he's so intense and it's hard for him to deal with. But with like LeBron and AD, these guys know, and they know what they need, and they're winners and they're champions. And this is also an opportunity for Russell Westbrook, who might have been humbled for the first time in his career over these last couple of seasons. And I just really feel like, this opportunity to express himself in a team context with this team is going to be great for him. And just like as a Laker fan, it's going to be fun as hell. Like, you know, just a pure funness. It's a really dynamic roster and one of the funnest-looking lineups I've ever seen. Well, Flea, I'm, I'm going to add one thing to it because, by the way, Trav's case, I, I think there it's it's okay to make an argument and say, hey, I don't know if the if the fit is going to be right with LeBron and Anthony Davis. I, I played it this way, and I, I think there's sometimes we can look at, let's put his stats to the side. Let's put his three of the last four years average a triple-double. Let's put one of the most competitive players in the NBA, put all that to the side. Flea, he hasn't won a championship, and, and he gets to come back to Los Angeles and have a chance to do it. And oh, by the way, he's going to be the third best player on a team. Go look at that other superstar team that's in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant is there. James Harden is there. Guys that he played against. I don't think you're ever going to find a more motivated Russell Westbrook in his career. And that's pretty special to say because we know how motivated he's been. It's going to be about a a championship. I I think you just said something about the energy at Staples Center. I can't wait for it. Unfortunately, we've got to wait till October 2nd. I think that's the first preseason game. But I couldn't agree more with you. It would be amazing. Yeah, and you can't, I mean, you can't underestimate the leadership of LeBron. And, you know, I think the only thing that could go wrong with this lineup is if LeBron gets hurt. That's the only thing. I mean, I I really don't foresee the age of these guys that are going to be counted on to come and play 15, 20 minutes a game and give everything they've got. They're going to ride their young horses like Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn and and, and THT to, to give them major energy minutes. And, and, you know, you can't put to the side Russell Westbrook averaging a triple-double. I mean, like just saying that, you realize what a shockingly, like how stunning that stat is. I mean, a guy his size getting all those rebounds, it's like, he, he just, I mean, this team is just going to be awesome, man. And, you know, and Anthony Davis defense and rebounding, come on, you guys. Come right, on, we're he's in. got great shooting. Uh, We're in, Flea. Don't worry. Don't worry, Flea. We're in. And all Travis, as much as he's running his mouth, he's going to be at Staples Center right next to you cheering on the Yeah, I'm going to go find you. I'm going to find you when he goes six for 29. And then we'll have the conversation all over again. Flea, I really appreciate you coming on. Check in with us again every once in a while. That was great. When I celebrate the championship at the end of this season, I will be, you know, out of my mind with joy. You got it. Me too. I'll, I'll change my mind real quick once the confetti starts falling. That's going to happen for sure. Thanks, Flea. Okay, bye, you guys. Appreciate you calling in, right, man. You Thank you. It.
I'm done. I said I was going to give you an hour. I'm done. I, I, I'm good for the rest of the week. I'm good for the rest of the month. There are now two things that have happened to me. Will Farrell showed up at a remote one time and said, hey, I was listening to you guys. I thought I'd drop by. And now Flea has called in to yell at me and tell me I deserve a public flogging. It's a good day. Here's the only issue I have with that last call with Flea. If Flea ever you know, came to the station and was like, hey, I'd really be interested in hosting the pregame show and Lakers talk, yeah, my career is over. That dude just broke down the oh, Lakers. He's a real fan. And and I know he's a real fan, but he just literally broke down the starting lineup. He broke down the bench, why it's going to work, why it's not. So I feel like what I thought I had comfortably is now in jeopardy. You know, if we do an Ask Flea segment, you're pretty much unnecessary at this point. We we, we just slide Flea in, Ask Flea, it rhymes, we're we're off and running. Wait, wait. you think I'm opposed to that? Like, you think I'm I'm, I'm going to be one fighting against that? Well, we'll ask see. Flea Just like I took much... away your taco guy, if ask... I take away Ask Flea, you might feel differently. Ask Flea has a much better uh, has a much yeah. better ring to it than Ask Flea. I'd like to have a couple of uh, hang out with 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 Flea and pick his brain of some stuff. I bet can, I, can, can I tell you something? And I know we got to go to yeah. break here. I got to tell you something. I really respect. I respect that it's not a very popular opinion that you have, but it's how you genuinely well, feel. And okay. your and, yeah. and well, let me just say this because I I think it's you know oftentimes it could be something where ah no you know what this might ruffle too many feathers or you you don't you're not crazy about the Westbrook thing and I I would tell you genuinely if I did not think that I think Russell Westbrook's going to work for the Lakers we talked about star power go get a third star um, would it have been a more seeming an easier fit if it was Chris Paul or if it was Kyle Lowry or was DeMar DeRozan. You can make all those cases. But you have kind of – you're okay with just basically blanketing out, yep, I'm not a fan of this Russell Westbrook, and you could continue to make your case, but I think there's going to be a lot of Laker fans that also want to chime in on this, so we got a lot of calls that we still got to get into. Laker fans like it. I haven't heard anybody that likes it that isn't directly emotionally attached to the Lakers. That's what I'm waiting for. No, I I, I, I think – I think we've had – I think there are times certain moves get made. I, I, let me give this as an example. This isn't as good as an example because Russell Westbrook hold, is so – Hold on to the example. Let, I want to hear the example. Yep. I want to get these Laker fans in. Plus, Scherzer on the mound tonight in not quite must win, but, hey, welcome to the team mode. That's next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Nicely done, Funch. It's one of the few times I know the music. <laughs> Usually, I'm the one that has no idea. I'm I'm happy. Sir, uh, Serbian, Serbian music, Serbian music. <laughs> no, not today. <laughs> not today. All right. So what I said, Alan, you said you wanted a counterpoint. I just want to set it up again. When you said that, mm-hmm. and, and Flea is a perfect example of this. Who just called us and, and was like, "I can't believe you're you're throwing cold water on this." That when we're throwing a party, et cetera, et cetera. Laker fans are ecstatic about this laker fans think that this is a tremendous deal and i get it they're laker fans they're enthusiastic about it i'm a laker fan too but i'm also looking at people from outside of the laker universe that don't have an emotional attachment to this that have more of an analytical attachment to it that are saying okay i mean yeah it's not the end of the world but this really didn't address what the issue was this really isn't a great fit you look around the rest of the nba and the enthusiasm for this trade is not what it is among the laker community so, by the way, that, it, it, that's too partially true. I actually started Lakers Talk reading off titles of stories of people that did not like the move or they didn't think it was a good fit. So I, I think you have some – There's, it makes sense what you're saying. But then there's guys like Kendrick Perkins is pretty much like, hey, put a ring on it. Lakers are going to win it. So there are people on, on the outside scope as well that's outside of L.A. will give their opinion. The one I was going to say is Carmelo Anthony came to the Lakers yesterday. I wasn't here sitting, and I think there was a lot of people that thought, oh, my God, what what an addition, this reunion now. It's him and LeBron. I was like, oh, the guy's 37. I mean, yeah, he's shooting 40% from – it's not that big of a deal. 
The rust thing, I do think it's a big deal for many other couple of reasons. I don't have to get into the list because we've already done that. But uh, listen, anytime that you think this is a good fit, we're going to talk about it. Anytime we think, nope, this doesn't make sense, we're going to talk about it. And I, I think... I genuinely believe this will work. You genuinely believe that it won't work. I know we got a, call, a lot of callers on hold. All right, let's do it. Let's go to Downey and Jason. Jason, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Jay? How awesome are you guys that Slee call in, man? You guys have now become my favorite show. But listen, <laughs> I, I, you, I, I love these moves that Felicia made. And I have a feeling it's all because, also, too, because of the Russell Westbrook acquisition. Everyone that has said it's not going to fit. Where's the shooting? Where's the facing? Well, we got him. So here we go. And I think, Trev, you said something about LeBron's going to not load manage. Michael Thompson always says the load managing they did in Showtime was they killed the team so much that by fourth quarter they didn't even play. How many times did the Lakers have a 15, 16-point lead? LeBron doesn't come out for the fourth. Within three minutes, LeBron's checking back in because that lead is now four. And one last thing, everyone, please get vaccinated I can speak for everyone saying I'm going to be devastated if we have this awesome new squad and we can't even go to a game. That's so a great have a great day, fellas. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it, buddy. Um, I, I, you know what? I want to say this. Jason's point, the one he made right there, is the best one I've heard so far. It's the it's the best argument I've heard so far as to why Russell Westbrook is a good idea. That we can get LeBron off the court in fourth quarters – because they're up 15, 18 points, and they can kind of cruise through it Where because he's exactly right. Where they would have a 15- or 18-point lead, he goes to sit down, and the next thing you know, it's a 7-point lead. It go, you know, Boom, it happens. Okay, bring LeBron back in there, close the show out. He doesn't get that time. If Russell Westbrook is there, for, in a lack of a better term, as a kind of a closer, like LeBron's the starter, and he comes in there, and then you know, last 10, 12 minutes of the fourth quarter, he wants to come in there and keep the throttle pinned, Great. That's the best argument I've heard so far. Well, listen, it also comes down to, I, I know I kind of said this joking around, but there were a lot of times last year, every time LeBron tried to go get a breather, all of a sudden that lead is gone. Using using Russ as an example, and even using what, what, what he said about Michael Thompson that in the Showtime era, Kareem and Magic would say, close this thing out. We're not coming back in in the fourth quarter. Like, that's it. End this game so then we could get our rest. There's also times where you could take plays off. Let me tell you what I mean by that. When when the Lakers bring the ball up the floor and everything's on LeBron's shoulders, he's got to get him into the offense. He's got to find the wide-open shooter. He's got to uh, eventually put himself in a position where he's got to find Anthony Davis. He's got to do everything. I think there's going to be possessions where LeBron can say, Russ, go to work, AD, go to work, where that doesn't happen often in his career. Obviously, it happened in some of those other, when he's in Miami, Dwayne Wade could do it, whatever the case is. So I think that's going to be beneficial as well. All right, let's go take another phone call here. Oh, this is guy's a regular. He's got to go right to the front of the list. It's King in L.A. King, what's going on this morning? Yeah, Travis. Uh, I feel really disrespected as a Lakers fan. Yeah, I don't think you realize how great of a player Russell Westbrook is. I think you're too caught up in the fact that he's not Chef and Curry three. First of all, he's never going to go 0 for 7 or 4 for 24 as a Lakers. That's out the window. That'll never happen. But what I really called in to say is that this year's team is way better than the one that we won with the championship in the bubble. This team is way better than that than that team. We have um, much more versatility throughout the lineup. We got shooters everywhere, and we have more youth than we did in that box. So, did we lose him? All right, I think he dropped off for a second. I just I was taking notes there for a second, sleep because I wanted to write it down. King, August 4th at 1041, said that we're not going to see a Russell Westbrook 4 for 24 day or 0 for 7 day because it's not going to – I hope so. I hope so, but he's done it every other season he's been in the league. Why would this one be day? I know. I, I think his case. I, I think. I think his case is basically when it, when he makes that case is there's going to be so much attention on these other guys. Trav, that, that that's the that's the one thing that I'm going to try to kind of take away from this. Russell Westbrook will be the third best player on this team. AD is still the most important player because Anthony Davis has to play as close to 82 games as possible. Anthony Davis has to be – look, if there's every time you want AD to be in the conversation for MVP, shouldn't it be this year? LeBron going into his 19th season, I've said that the last two years, and LeBron is like, yeah, I'm still going to be the guy. LeBron goes after that. It, when I say most important player on the Lakers is Anthony Davis first, I think Anthony da- or I think LeBron James is second, and then I think it's Russ. That's what will make Russ so dangerous is that 
you're not asked to do what you were asked to do when you were in Oklahoma City, when you were in Houston, when you were in you know Washington. You're asked to be the third best player on a team. And the other guys that he was playing with, it's a difference when you're playing with Bradley Beal, you're playing with Anthony Davis and LeBron. So I, I think all that is going to be a benefit to, to, to Russ. Kevin Durant and James Harden aren't slugs. Those are real players, and, that, and we'll see. Travis and Slee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. All right, we're doing it this time, I promise. Max Scherzer on the mound for the Dodgers, and the Dodger fans getting after the Astros. That's next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Travis Lee is brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. So the Dodgers will probably extend Max Scherzer at the end of the year. The Dodgers will probably uh, decide that he's part of their future as much as it is the present. But the reason they made the trade that they did last week is for tonight as much as it is mm. coming up in October. You know, the, the games in October are obviously more meaningful, but you got to get there first. And while the Dodgers are going to go to the playoffs, a wild card's almost in their back pocket already. These are the games that you have Max Scherzer on your team for to go out there and say, okay, I got this, guys. Tonight is the night for him to show up. Yeah, and by the way, I just kind of love the scenario. Like, you can't paint a picture. A week ago, you know, Dodger fans were legitimately concerned. You're concerned because – um, we're, we haven't had a conversation about Trevor Bauer in a long time, and nobody thinks obviously Bauer's coming back. Yeah, Kershaw has, uh, you know, been injured, and you kind of go back and forth to: Do you have? No way they can get Max Scherzer, or if they get Max Scherzer, are you kidding me? Let's just stop. Okay, well, not only did they get Max Scherzer, Scherzer starting against the Houston Astros at Dodger Stadium yesterday was the most fans they had all year in any ballpark in Major League Baseball, fifty-two thousand fans, and we know there were some extra fun. extra reasons for it. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. But but you you said it perfect, Trav. This is that's why Scherzer's here. Like use tonight as an example. This is why Scherzer is here. Max Scherzer is here when. You're chasing the San Francisco Giants. The goal is to win the division and try to win it comfortably by the time you get into the final week of September. That's the goal. I'm not saying it's going to happen because the Giants are still playing good baseball even though they lost yesterday to Arizona. But that's why Scherzer is here. And you didn't have to wait very long to see where Max Scherzer will bring his value. It's going to be in the first start he ever makes for the Los Angeles Dodgers. That, that's 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 an unbelievable kind of story to go through where a week ago you didn't know if he was going to land on your team. You know what's funny, Al? You're talking about this, and, and just to kind of he, – he's incredibly important to what they're going to do tonight. He's incredibly important to what they're going to do in September and October, hopefully. But I, I just – as you were talking about this, I just pulled up the Dodgers schedule in, in the second half of the season, right, since the All-Star break. And and it's win two lose two win one lose three win two lose one win one lose oh, two. Oh, they've been incredibly two. inconsistent. They're just kind of spinning their wheels. They're really not going anywhere. And and I'm going to go back to the first half of the season here and look at something really quick because other than right out of the gate to start the season, right? The Dodgers got off to an incredibly good start where they were what was it? They were they were 14 and six. Okay, mm-hmm. 15 and six. Excuse me. And they were winning a bunch of games. And you're thinking, okay, here they go. Since then, they're just kind of floating around. They'll lose two in a row. They'll win three in a row. They'll win four. They'll lose three. They really haven't hit their stride. Now, there's two different ways to look at this. They won't, right? That's the scariest part, that maybe this is just one of those years where the pieces just, whether it's injuries or bad luck or just baseball stuff happening every once in a while, it doesn't happen. Or, and I still really, truly believe this in my, yeah. in, in my heart, it's, it just hasn't happened yet. That all of a sudden, Scherzer's going to go out there and throw a four-hitter. Bueller's going to have a go out there and throw eight innings and give up one run. Urias is going to follow the next night with the same thing. Clayton Kershaw comes back and is effective. That Corey Seager all of a sudden looks like the guy that we saw at the end of the line. That Mookie is fully Mookie. That Max Muncy and Chris Taylor and A.J. Pollock continue to play. That eventually, if even 75% of the things that I just laid out start to happen, 
they're going to start to roll because they really haven't had that role all season long. And a team, and I get it, baseball's weird. I, I get that as much as anybody. But even bad teams, Slee, have a role over the course of a 162-game sure, sure. season. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers aren't a bad team. The Dodgers are a really good team. It still feels like that role is just a game or two away. Beat excuse me, beat Houston tonight. Go on the road and, and beat the Angels. Go on and deal with the East Coast. you got the Phillies and the Mets coming up after that. There's an opportunity to just start to stack these wins together, and that puts an incredible amount of pressure on the Giants, on the Padres to, oh, man, they finally found it. Now what do we do? Petrev, doesn't that have to happen, right? Like, I, I, you know, everything the way you just laid out, you're waiting for it to happen. Yesterday, I'm just using this example against the Astros. I, I don't need to go through the lineup, but it's Mookie and it's Muncie and it's Justin Turner, it's Corey Seager. Guys are back, right? We haven't even we didn't say AJ Pollock, we didn't say Chris Taylor. You have when when you sit back and you say, doesn't it feel like they're supposed to do? They have to do it. If you're going to go win the division, don't you have to go on one of these runs that you're talking about? Don't you have to win nine of ten or something mm-hmm. along those lines and I, let San Francisco play a little 500 baseball? I don't know if you got to win 9 of 10. I don't know if you need one of those, but what you need to do is you need to win 7 out of 10. You know, for for a few a few 10 game chunks in a row, you know, win win 21 out of 30. So something like that. Go 21 and 9. That that would be interesting to sure. me. That that would close a lot of ground. You don't you don't need to go 28 and 2, but if you can go 20 and 10, that that's a really good run. That that's a run where you can start to clip. But they're not. But doing it's that. beyond realistic. Like that. Yeah. That's the other thing is saying is if if you don't do that, you're not playing. You're not living up to your expectations. No, if you don't do that, you're playing a one game winner takes all where all of a sudden a ball takes a bad hop and it's a base hit in the center field and you lose. And neither <laughs> of us think that's going to happen. But that's yeah. the reality of their situation. Their situation is, you know, you can't. Uh, yeah, we're we're just kind of trying to get things going here. We're trying to figure this. You're in August, right? There's when, when we say sense of urgency, no, no, it, you're in August. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't, <laughs> today's the day. Yesterday was the day. The day before that was the day. It's time to get going for sure. Coming up next, the dump. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. All right, so <laughs> when the Detroit Lions hired Dan Campbell as their new head coach, I thought this was just a guy that was a little inexperienced, didn't quite know how to interact with uh, his players in the media because, Funch, play this for me. This was Dan Campbell at his introductory press conference as the yep. Lions head coach. We're going to kick you in the teeth, and we're going to bite a kneecap off. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I still don't see what the issue is there. I get it. You want to be tough. You want yeah. to play hard. I get, we're going to bite kneecaps off, and we're going to come, and we're going to – it's like, just take it easy. Let's let's drop yeah. some plays. Let's make sure we get good Tell plays. you what, if I'm an opposing team, I, I don't want to get my kneecap bitten off, so I'm I, looking at plays I, a little I, bit differently. I, I'd like to play the Lions every week. I know that. <laughs> Whether they're going to bite my kneecap or not, I'd like to go 14-2. and two. Stafford was the problem. We're yeah. going to bite a kneecap off. So here's I, – I, I feel better about this now. Dan Campbell's coffee habits have been yes. made public. Are you ready My for this? Man. Oh, this is good. Dan Campbell starts the day with two. Yep. Two. Yep. 40-ounce coffees. Those coffees also include two shots of espresso each. Yep. So he is consuming 80 yep. ounces of coffee with four shots of espresso. So I know most of these people out here, you've had a 40 of King Cobra. Or Funches and I have King Oldie. Cobra every night. Every for night every before Laker we go to bed. Too. Every Laker talk night. <laughs> Before every show. Drink two King Cobras, two old English 800s filled with coffee. Of course you're going to say crazy things. That's we're great. You in the He's my new favorite head coach. I love this guy. Off. Yeah, that now it puts things more into context. Sometimes you only hear a clip, and it's not fair. So we play that clip. Now we have the backstory of how much coffee the guy takes down. Everything's starting to make sense. How many uh, let me just say this. You have a day? If McVeigh doesn't make it happen this season – Watch out for Dan Campbell. McVeigh's going to have an IV of coffee on the sidelines, just walking up and down. You you and I are both coffee drinkers. How many cups of coffee do you have a day? Uh, two cups, two cups. I'll do two. a, I'll do a, uh, what is the medium size at Starbucks? Still, I always say medium. They give me a bad look. I'm like, just, it's freaking medium. Um, the one in the middle. Two cups. I'm good. Okay. That's yeah, a, I'm good. And a grande? A, a, occasionally, there will you go. have Funches. a third cup? Just on, on occasionally? No, I, I think most of the time it's one to two. Okay. Occasionally, so I, yes. Maybe, uh, you know, Lakers season we got to work. And, uh, I'm yeah. a, like a two and a half, three cup a day guy. 
okay? Occasionally, I will go and have a, a third full cup or even a fourth cup on occasion. It feels like my head's going to blow off my shoulders. Like I'm literally going to have Or it's an doing aneurysm. nothing. Do you, ever, do you ever get to a point where it's like, this does nothing anymore? <laughs> no. They get, I, I get to those. I have not gotten to that, but uh, I, I'm, I'm a little worried for uh, Dan Campbell. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Uh, Shohei Otani pitches tonight. Just felt like this is the appropriate place to drop that in here. The, the Otani uh, dump. He pitches tonight for the Angels. And how about this? Another Angel note. Mike Trout may not play the rest of the year. The Angels are pushing back his return date kind of indefinitely. They thought he'd be back by now. Worst case scenario, there's still no date on his return. And considering the Angels are out of it and they, yeah. you know, they didn't make any moves at the deadline, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see him at all, which really sucks. It sucks, but I think if you start kind of putting all your eggs, you try to see if you can get something going for next season. Obviously, it makes sense. You said it best. You, you know, you got the haves and the have-nots. Angels are no, they're no topic the rest of the way. Mike Trout is still the best player in baseball, and he's missed most of this season. That's a real mm-hmm. drag. Luca is 17-0 and in international play. Slovenia will take on France in the semifinals of the Olympics. And uh, Luca may not have had a ton of success in the NBA playoffs yet, but uh, Slovenia is one win away from uh, – Picking up a gold medal potential. I'd actually, I disagree. He had to p- play the Clippers two years in a row, and you know, kind of took them to the end there, forced the game yeah, seven this year. No, no, no door prizes. You got knocked out in the first round both times. That doesn't. I'd count. like to say it, but it's still Luca, and he's playing for the Dallas Mavericks. But can we get this? Can we get USA taking care of business tonight against Australia? Can we get um, Luca to take care of business tonight as well, and then get a little bit of uh, Luka Doncic versus the uh, United States of America? I think that'd be a fantastic storyline. That really would be. That yeah. that would be uh, other than a few track events that I've seen so far that have been really exciting. That would be the one thing. To... It'd basically, be the Mavs and the Clippers again. <laughs> My money's on Luca. He's, right play, there. he's <laughs> playing with nobody, and then you got to go up against a team that actually is built well. Oh, the Slovenia's got two guys off the bench that are fantastic. I don't. I can't believe you don't know that. They well, come in, b- both really good shooters, good three and D guys. Yeah. So you're, you're just not paying attention. No, the problem is the center uh, right now from the field is only shooting forty percent from the field. He's just got to do a better job. No idea what I'm talking about. You got Mike draft. Toby from UVA. That's my guy. There you so. go. There on you go. Slovenia. Yeah, he's on Slovenia. He's a Slovenian yeah. citizen. There you go. <laughs> that works. Kanye, Trav, do your out. homework. Do your yeah. homework. You should have known that. <laughs> yeah, Kanye sold out half of Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium in Atlanta, a yeah. one-hour listening, uh, listening session for his yep. new album, Donda. Uh, are you sorry you missed it? Funches and I are going because Funches was so angry when we were doing the prep no, about why no. people would spend money for this. This is my favorite thing. <laughs> Funches, just, this is, this is what got Funches. They're paying all this money to listen to a CD. That's it. <laughs> Well, I mean, look, it, but Kanye's at least hit and play. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I guess. Like I mean, you get play. to see him, but come on, man. <laughs> hey, guys, I got this new one for you. Click. <laughs> that would be pretty exciting. Does he, like, talk extemporaneously as it's happening? No, I'm, that's I'm not part of into the that. How do they contract. find the pod, Sleep? ESPN app or on iTunes, just search Travis and Sliwa. Get the full two hours Monday through Friday. Make sure you're listening to us tomorrow morning, 8.55, the Thursday edition, and maybe someone else from a famous rock band will call up to yell at me. We'll see you then. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.